Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So our podcast is called Right and Wrong. Are these your notes? These. Are these your notes about what we're going to say? What does it say? It would be a good. <laughs> I didn't even get to idea. Okay. Maybe I can just ask you the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going well. It's going really well. <laughs> Welcome back to the Right and Wrong podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Emma, and today we will be talking to Harry Verity, debut author of The Talk Show. Hi, Harry, how are you doing? Hello, Hi. I'm really good. Welcome how are you guys? Show. Thank you so much. We're good, yeah. Not as good as you, sitting by the pool, by the ocean. But, <laughs> you know, we, I we, mean, we make do with what we've got. I'm yeah. so jealous, Harry. So <laughs> we jealous. All, we all, yeah, we all <laughs> got to... They do with what we got, I guess. And I'm very, very lucky. Stranded in paradise. Stranded, Stranded in paradise. paradise. Overlooking the pool, watching the sunset into the, to the distance with palm trees all around me and, and a beach down below. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really rubbing it in there. Yeah. But before we before we get to how you've ended up there and, and how that situation's come about, let's start off by talking about the book, The Talk Show. It centers yeah. around Edward, who thinks yeah. he's made it into the big leagues when he starts his new job as a researcher at, at uh, a big talk show. And then he quickly starts to see the ugly sides of working in that industry with sort of public scandal and, and things going on behind closed doors. What was the spark that inspired you to write that story? So I, I began writing this when when I was 19. And at that time, I was thinking about what I wanted to do when I left university. So I was doing an English degree at Loughborough University. Right. Um, and I kept seeing adverts for jobs at various um, talk shows and those kinds of shows. And I wondered what it would be like to to work in London and to get a job on one of those those shows. And there was a mischievous part of me that thought I, I, I might apply for it and, 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 and do that and go down that route. And yeah. I didn't. And as I kind of went down that path, I started doing some more research and I found, you know, anonymous pieces that had been written on the Internet exposing what it was like to be a researcher on one of these shows. And at the same time that was all going on, I think the phone hacking scandal was was kind of at its height as well. You know, when the um, those News of the World journalists had been kind of hacking into voicemails and celebrities and then obviously into into victims of crime as well. So it was a huge um scandal and there was a lot of talk at the time about the behavior of the press and how unethical they were and um how um kind of crazy it all was you know some of the stories were almost unbelievable so all of that really fed into it and i had had this idea of hmm, i wonder what it would be like to get a job on one of those shows and then it turns out that it isn't what you you think it's going to be and you're in some ways like edward is morally compromised you've got to kind of work your way through this and decide for yourself um where you draw the line and where you say no this is inappropriate but you might get fired so it's all about the complicity of a, of a lot of the characters yeah that it's it's 
it's a lot to do with that sort of me too movement and the the culture of silence which which we've seen in other kind of media forms like the morning show and, yeah. and other shows like that but did so you started writing this uh quite some time ago then yes yes exactly i did i did when i when i was 19 it's taken me a very oh, wow. well a considerable long time a while in publishing terms you, you know probably, <laughs> yeah. probably actually not that long in publishing terms <laughs> to, to get it to get it out there and and to get it to get it published um so yeah i mean it you know publishing is a is a is a game of persistence and you know, keep trying, keep putting it out there, making edits and kind of uh, getting it better. And then I, I wanted to write some some other things as well. Well, I'm 27 now, and I, you, you know, think I about that. Yeah, I, know. I, 20, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was, and I, I was. I think it came out either when I was no, it came out when, about a few days after my 27th birthday. But I was 26 when I signed the contract. So um, what a great seven, birthday! yeah exactly so seven or eight <laughs> in the in the making oh that's great have you um yeah. you said you've been working on this for a long time did you, have you wrote yeah. anything else in the meantime or have you had um went down any other writing paths yeah absolutely so um I've got another I'm working on um a book now which I actually wrote before the talk show um which oh, is about okay. um a boarding school and it's a kind of teenage um a novel and it's about um a girl who is kind of evacuated out to a boarding school um, after a series of terrorist attacks in london and this new school is very strange and peculiar because there's a new head teacher and she's taken away all the um computer equipment and um, um the teachers all have got kind of something to hide and are a little bit mysterious um so um, there's a lot of teenage angst and a lot of kind of darkness behind this again behind the scenes kind of going on so i'm working on editing that you know now i've got that kind of boosted confidence from that first deal with the with with the talk show i'm kind of revising that and trying to uh hopefully get that out to um try and see if i can get a deal for that in the next um few months or so which will be amazing very cool very cool and so what was your path to signing that deal you've been working on this book a long time yeah did have you been submitting to agents and publishers for a long time as well yeah i had really i'd been submitting to 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 agents for quite a while um so the story is really tied up with how i ended up in, in in vietnam so i i was submitting while i was at university and then kind of getting rejected so then i i looked for some for some feedback so I'd work on it a bit more and then I'd send it out again and I, I was still kind of getting that, that setback. Um, so then I sort of put it to one side. I finished university and I went and did a master's at the, at the University of York in history. And I did some freelance writing for magazines and newspapers a- alongside that. So mm-hmm. for places like History Today and All About History and um, got to interview lots of people. I did some author interviews for a writing magazine really really lucky i got to interview val mcdermott mark billingham and all these big big names oh, cool. and um i i kind of so i kind of put it to one side and said well you know maybe it's just not my time so then i, I did my masters and then i went traveling around the world um and whilst i was doing my writing and doing content writing and i went to all these amazing places um thailand the Philippines, Hong Kong, India, Sri Lanka. Um, I got out to the, the Caribbean at one point on a on a press trip, which was really really cool. 
Oh. And then um, I ended up here in Vietnam in um, January 2020. So I had by that time already been here kind of once before. And my game plan was to spend like maybe a month or two months here just to, <laughs> to finish off Vietnam. And, and Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and um, it's a, it, the thing about Vietnam is you get the um, the quality of life and you get the development. Um, so, you know, the internet here is very, very fast. There's not an issue with that. They've got lots of Western supermarkets. It's, it, to some extent, you can feel like, you know, you, you, you've got enough infrastructure here to feel at home. To it's not a, But at the same time, it's got lots of culture here and lots of interesting and there's still challenges to, to, to being here. So it's a very good place with the cheap cost of living as well to settle down for, for um, a few months. And of course what happened, the world went into <laughs> complete meltdown and yeah. the COVID um, thing happened. And um, it became clear that I wasn't going to be able to travel um, anywhere else. So um, I was kind of, kind of stuck in, in, in Vietnam. So I took the manuscript mm. back out the drawer, I guess, if you, if, if you want. And um, in the town I was living in Hoi An, um, so the book is actually dedicated to my, my friends and the, the people in Vietnam. There were two writers oh, living there. One's called um, El Elka Ray. So she um, she's got some, some some books out. One of them is 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 called Saigon Dark, and it's about the underbelly of of, of Saigon. So they're really great. People should absolutely check out her if if they have a minute. And and another writer um um called um Janie, and they both. Um, looked at the manuscript and gave me some really good feedback on it and said, you just need to do this. You just need to, to do that. You know, um, really honest, genuine criticism. And I think it was that in the end that, that helped me to get the the deal with um, with Bloodhound um, in, um, in the end. So I got the deal and, um, yeah, haven't looked back since then. But obviously very unusual because of course i've i've done gone through the the getting the deal the editorial and you know the publication and all the promotion while i've been out here um in vietnam so it's been very very strange um in some yeah. respects but in in other respects you know you know um amazing to think i've achieved you know this goal that i've been working on for so long while i've i've been out Definitely. here yeah yeah, did you um submit to Bloodhound Books directly then, or, or yes, yeah, they they're one of the few publishers that you can kind of um submit to directly. Okay, I would say though that I'm still looking for a literary agent, and that I do right. think that sort of looking looking back on it, that it is important to to get an agent um, because you know at the end of the day no matter how great your, your your relationship is with 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 the publisher there's always going to be that element of that it's a a, a kind of business transaction i think and um i would prefer a lot of that to be kind of taken care of by someone i think so i definitely learned a lot in sort of doing it myself and i came to the conclusion that you know this is obviously how it's meant to be, you know, having been rejected by all the, the, these agents and then the, the publisher, you know, takes me on kind of directly um, and that I should should kind of go for it. But I, I, I think going forward, um, absolutely, it's still the best the route, I think, to try and get an agent on board and to try and get representation. And that's still what I'm kind of uh, working towards um, going forward. Yeah. And 
how how long had you been submitting to agents sort of because on this podcast is we like to try and share the whole experience and you know yeah. uh, generally a lot of people like to share the the sunny side of the experience yeah. but we do want you know it's it's reassuring a lot of the time to know that someone has been through this subbing process and yeah. collected all those rejections so what was that like for you uh it was it was tough yeah um because i think i i would say i would say this i find it difficult with the industry that of course you send this this work out and then you often will get that blank rejection letter that doesn't really tell you much about it you know how close were you to getting getting published to, to getting accepted how close were you to um to acceptance is there some small niggling thing that that kind of put you that put them off um, and so because you're not getting that feedback it's very very difficult i think to kind of yeah. know where you go it's yeah. almost a bit like bowling in an alley blind and occasionally of course you get a little <laughs> nugget of tiny little nugget <laughs> that, that warms your heart yeah <laughs> and, and helps you zoom zoom forward um, somewhat and of course there are now literary consultants in places that you can you can pay them and they'll give you an honest assessment of your of your manuscript but certainly you know growing up as a as a kid and this is all i wanted to do is write the book write the book is i couldn't afford the 350 quid or, or whatever it was to get a, an assessment yeah. on the on the manuscript and when i was started to su- submitting when i was like you know 14 15 putting these manuscripts out there just being like right i'm gonna just go for it put them out there and see see what happens um Wait, even then were, it was you yeah. were 14 when you submitted your first spin your passion into a business of shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout let's hear that one more time the world's best converting checkout shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website across social media and everywhere in between now that's music to your ears any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Novel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh I mean, as soon as I knew how to do <laughs> oh, it, you know, that was, I was, I was, I was on it. I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Incredible. That is so yeah. cool. I think it, what you just said, it is very hard. We've interviewed a few people before, haven't we? That's, that's been a bit like it's, so hard when when do you stop submitting and then you think yeah. oh well how how do, do I completely scrap this now do I change my work like what is actually wrong with it like <laughs> like exactly what you said like you can't because it's so subjective I think as well after speaking to agents it is very subjective um and it's it's about finding the right one as well isn't it and and also just going back to yeah. Vietnam as I heard I guess you know you've had an amazing time there and you've met some great people and it's really helped you with, along with your writing journey but um in terms of launching the book from abroad how have you found that experience um i have i don't think it has been that different for me to how it has mm. been for a lot of other writers with the the so vietnam um, got on top of covid very very quickly so they mm. um it never really got above 100 cases here wow. and whenever there's a new outbreak they immediately they immediately crush it they they close the borders very strictly um i think at the end of february or certainly at some point in march and since then they've been pretty much completely closed and if you have wanted to come in for any minor exceptional reason you have had to do two weeks quarantine you know i think they even put people actually in hazmat suits and um visors when they step on the plane to um to actually fly them out here before they even go into quarantine so um 
everything has been literally normal for the vast majority of time I, I've been here. Um, no social distancing and no cases really, like I said, other than a few minor outbreaks that they've contained very, very quickly and done local lockdowns to get on top of them. Um, mm. And in a lot of places, you don't really even have to wear a mask, um, you know, anymore. It's very, it's very lax. So how that relates to the, the, the kind of experience, like you were saying, is that um, everybody in the in, in the UK and a lot of people in America are obviously stuck in stuck inside and with the with the bookstores closed and with um, the, um, the the pandemic. I think that my experience, it wouldn't have been much different had I been here or had I been back in the UK, I, yeah. um, I think. You know, you can do everything kind of remotely. Um, you can do the, um, the the kind of the launch and you can even do events on, you know, on Instagram and um, you can, yeah, build up traction. I think a lot of it is being done over, over social media kind of now um, um, and anyway. So the only thing I guess that would I would say is a little bit difficult is I haven't actually yet seen a copy of it um, because oh. <laughs> getting books into a communist country is a little bit tricky and I haven't quite figured out how to do it yet. And I'm moving around so much, I don't really know where to have them sent to. So um, you know yeah. those unboxing videos that, that new authors do where they yeah. have that the video so i got my mum and my sister to do that on my behalf for me so <laughs> that was nice of them so yeah they got to they got to see that of the opening the books and i and all my friends have been snapping me you know copies every time they've, they've, they've got their copy through um through the post so um from all around the world so that's 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 been nice but yeah to answer your question i, I don't really know that it's that it's that much different in reality because of the, the the lockdown yeah. yeah i mean that's kind of weird but it's worked out yeah. in a way and speaking of vietnam yeah. and it being well is it is it releasing in vietnam as well has it been translated and are you trying is it being released over there or is it just english not yet at the moment it's just in english i think the the, the you know any foreign rights or, or translations would would come later so you know of right. course being a first-time author um don't necessarily always you know get that i think the publisher would yeah. kind of wait i have asked about that I was like, um, mm. is it going to come in Vietnamese? So my Vietnamese friends can read it. So I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think things work a bit differently over here, I think, because, of course, there's a, there's a, um, a, a communist um, government and um, yeah. things are a little bit re have, um, regulated. And, and things also work in a very ad hoc way. You know, things, uh, the reading culture is to totally different over here, I think. I think a lot of people actually read stories on, on Facebook rather than kind of, Read, oh wow! Um, reading reading books. It's very, speaking to my Vietnamese friends. It's very very different to what we would imagine the way we consume literature in 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 the UK and in the West. So that's definitely something I want to ex ask them a few more questions about before yeah. I before this period comes to an end. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. an interesting outlet for that. Yeah. And with um with Bloodhound Books, is it yeah. a one book deal that you've signed, or is it a two book deal? Yeah, I mean I've. Just pretty much thought that um, you know it's a one book deal. Um, right. I, I I want kind of want a bit of freedom. You know I can't imagine to, for me there's nothing worse than <laughs> being tied to you know a deadline where somebody says right now you need to hand in seventy thousand words by yeah. you know in six months time. I think I'd have freak out and have a breakdown. Of, you know I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, and mix it into something a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. It's harder, isn't it? I'm like that. I think I can't really yeah. be told 
you need to write a million words by this point. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to do it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I said to myself, you know, not having an, a, an agent yet, the, the next book will be finished when it's finished. And, um, you know, when it's finished, I will um, seek a publisher for that. And obviously this next one is a young adult um, novel. So it might be that I write one young adult novel and then one crime novel and kind of go back and forth like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. Just take every day as it comes, I guess, and, and see what kind of um, tra- transpires uh, next. But I don't, I don't want to be too, I know I don't want to be too tied into things um, and then yeah. feel that kind of pressure that a lot of people sometimes uh, feel. So, I mean, it works for some people, I guess, but for me, I, I'd rather be much more of a, a free bird. <laughs> sure. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and in terms of um, advice for the writers and people who are like minded and want to maybe travel and do what you're right on traveling as well and do what you're doing, and um, what, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say just go for it, you know, just hop on a plane when you can, of course. And never look back you know I've never looked back since I first hopped on a plane after I finished my master's degree and everything kind of slotted into place for me I had some savings and my initial plan was just just to travel just I was just burnt out and was just like I'm just gonna go and catch up with a, a friend of mine who lives in uh, who lived at the time in Bangalore in India we studied together and I'd never been to Asia and I wanted to go and see him and then it was like well I'm in Asia anyway I might as well see some other places and mm. um as I traveled, I think because I was in a more, I wasn't in that nine to five mindset, the mindset, I guess, that I'm describing in the talk show, in the, in the novel. Um, so I'm, I was sort of meeting more people. And so then I met somebody who, who got me some, some content writing gigs and you meet other people who are doing this and they say, this is how I do it. And I really constructed my, um, my work around my lifestyle if that make if that makes sense so my advice yeah. to anyone would be like literally just just go under it you know go to a place you've always wanted and you know see what happens you never you never know you might meet someone on the road and you might figure it all out so that you can kind of do the the uh, remote writing thing yeah amazing um so absolutely that would be that would be my my advice it's a bit of a a bold move i know and if you've got a you know a nine to five <laughs> job and you're tied into things it can be difficult but i think if you're kind of uh, willing to do it and willing to just kind of hop on a plane and see where the world takes you and you know you want to write um then absolutely you can go for it and i also would say just kind of adding on from that I think it's important that if you're a writer, you travel and you experience new things and do different things. And we don't have books that are all about the same perspective um, yeah. from the same kind of uh, people. So I think it's Im- Im- important that you kind of you, you get out of wherever it may it, it is you may, you may be in the city, whether you're in um, in London as Edward is in the talk show, if you're in New York, um, to really um, kind of broaden your horizons. And then I hope and, and think that maybe your, your, your writing might get better as well as you have those new experiences. Yeah, definitely. See things from a whole new angle. And yeah. um, I mean, it sounds like a dream come true. You're, it's really, really worked good. out for you. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. of getting getting on a plane and just flying out somewhere let me let me put this to you what if (laughs) you got on a boat and then you got lost at sea and marooned on a desert island 
you could only take one book with you, which book would you take? Oh my goodness! <laughs> only one book. I did it. <laughs> yeah. And you, can, and you can't take an e-reader with you. That's cheating, right? Taking an e-reader that can't. Yeah. Be you can take an e-reader, but it only has it, one book. One downloaded. book on it. Damn. Okay. <laughs> The battery's going to die. You've read it once. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know that's so difficult because there are so many good books. I mean, I'd be, t- I'm torn between saying I would, I would, I would take a practical book, you know, for how to sustain yourself on a on a on a desert island or cheat and say, well, how is yeah, a book that tells you how you can have other books delivered to a desert island. That would be a, a good <laughs> investment. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I would maybe take one of the harry potter books with me i really really loved um harry potter um growing up which and those harry my... potter book i'm this gonna is, press is, you <laughs> say which one i think i would take half-blood prince with me i think half-blood prince is the, okay. the book. you know it's the last mm-hmm. one while they're still at school and you've got all the um the secrets are starting to be revealed about the horcruxes and you've got those kind of intertangled relations between you know harry and Ginny and and kind of ron hermione starting to bubble through um so i think that is my um my favorite one and you've you've got those kind of last the last hurrah really of them at school before obviously they go off in deathly hallows and it comes to its um conclusion yeah before it all spirals into darkness and intensity (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. exactly yeah um, well, no, that's great. It's, uh, yeah. Thank you so much um, you. for joining yeah. us, Harry. It's, it's really been wonderful chatting with you and hearing about, you know, your life in Vietnam and your travels and your writing. It's It's been really helpful. Um, and if you want to keep up with Harry's latest news, you can follow him on Twitter at HVerityAuthor. Um, also, to make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast, you can also follow us on at RightAndWrongUK on Twitter and RightAndWrongPodcast on Instagram. And you can find our book list at uk.bookshop.org forward slash shop forward slash right and wrong. Thank you so much, Harry, for joining us. It's been really great speaking with you. And thanks to everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jamie, Emma. Thank you. We will see you next time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.